This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Good morning and welcome. This is Julie and you're listening to Your Catholic Corner 89.03 FM online on air and on demand. This is the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B and you're listening to Salve Regina by the Benedictine Monks. be with you. Your Catholic Corner is brought to you by the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest in Hamilton City, Kirikiriroa, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Today, today's readings, we have the prophet Amos, when he, the prophet Amos, is sent from Bethel, we have the, respen- the responsorial, responsorial psalm, Psalm 85, which is a prayer for the Lord's salvation. The second reading is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where St. Paul teaches that we were chosen for Christ before the creation of the world. And then we have the Gospel according to Mark, where Jesus instructs his disciples and sends them to preach repentance. Ephesus, back in Paul's time, 
was a capital city of a Roman province in Asia. Today, it's in Turkey. Ephesus was a significant port and harbour city, very, very wealthy, and it made it the centre, because of the water, the harbour, the port, it made it a centre of trade. It also lay in a long, fertile valley where many major roads connected it to other significant cities in Asia Minor. It was known, very well known, because of its amphitheatre, which was the largest in the world and designed to hold up to 50,000 spectators. Can you imagine building that and what that would have been like? thousands and thousands of years ago. It was also the location of the great temple Artemis, or Diana, which was built in 550 BC. This temple is one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, and much of the Ephesian industry back then related and stemmed back to this temple. Craftsmen sold shrines and household images of the goddess that worshippers could take with them on long journeys. The Ephesians were proud of their religious heritage and its accompanying legends. And you can read about those in Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. Paul journeyed to Ephesus during his second missionary trip and he stayed there for two years so that all the Jews and the Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. It was in Ephesus that Paul and his companions were dragged into the massive amphitheater that I mentioned just now and listened for two hours to the mob shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Imagine the noise. However, Despite the strong objections to the gospel, many Ephesians did actually come to the Christian faith through the ministry of Paul and his companions, and a church was built there a few years later. And Paul wrote to them in a letter that we now call the book of the Ephesians. And as you'll hear today, Paul's writing to the Ephesians is quite formal more so than when he writes to, say, the Corinthians. So that's the second reading. The Gospel reading today and next week uh, describe how, how Jesus sent his disciples to minister in his name and their return to Jesus to him afterwards. These two passages, though they aren't presented together in Mark's Gospel, inserted between them, is the report of Herod's fears that Jesus is John the Baptist come back from the dead. So Herod thinks he's being a bit sort of haunted. In, in Mark's Gospel, Jesus' ministry is presented in connection with the teaching of John the Baptist. And Jesus' public ministry begins after John is arrested. John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus who preached the fulfillment of the kingdom of God. If you remember, John the Baptist said that he wasn't worthy to untie the thongs of he who was going to follow him. Remember, last week, though, we heard that Jesus was rejected in his hometown of Nazareth. 
and the insertion of the reminder about John the Baptist's ministry and his death at the hand of Herod in Mark's Gospel makes a similar point. Mark reminds his readers, so today that's us, about his dangerous about the dangerous context for Jesus' ministry and that of his disciples. Preaching repentance and the kingdom of God is dangerous business for Jesus and for his disciples. Mark wants the readers, us, to remember that we too may find resistance as we choose to be disciples of God. Mark's gospel tells us that Jesus sent out the twelve. And on Wednesday of this week just gone, we heard how these twelve were selected and named from among Jesus' disciples. They were named by Mark in chapter 3. They were a motley lot. There was a tax collector among them, and also the one who ultimately betrayed Jesus. Yet he still chose them. Ordinary people. Mark notes that these twelve are also called apostles, and the word the apostle means one who is sent. The number twelve, as we know, is also symbolic because it represents the twelve tribes of Israel. By naming twelve apostles, Jesus shows his mission to be in continuity with the mission of God's people, Israel. Jesus' instructions to the apostles are very specific. He repeats the mission that they are sent to preach and to share his authority to heal and drive out demons. He sent them in twos, in pairs, establishing his mission as a communal endeavor. They didn't go out solo. Jesus also instructs them to travel lightly without the customary food, money or extra sets of clothes. And these instructions mean that the twelve will be dependent on the hospitality of others, just as Jesus depended on others to provide for his needs. Jesus continues to send us into the world as disciples. But like the first disciples, we're not sent alone. Jesus has given us the community of the church, of the Christian church, which strengthens our lives of discipleship. So we've got the readings for today coming up after this music break. I just want a little bit of intro to this music. It's Here I Am, Lord, and it's a beautiful compilation that I found on YouTube. So it's actually worth going back and watching it. If you go to YouTube and search for the choir and orchestra of St. Lillian, Here I Am, Lord, the video looks like it was compiled during lockdown last year in America as it was uploaded on the 7th of December 2020. And as you'll see when you, you listen to individual choristers, but on the video you can see them all singing in separate locations but working to one song sheet. And it's absolutely beautiful. I hope you enjoy it. And I really do recommend that you go back to, to YouTube and have a look. There's a bit of an introduction to start with. Hello, my name is Mark Hayes, and it is my pleasure to present to you the Choir and Orchestra of St. Lillian, under the direction of Deborah Basile, performing my arrangement of Dan Schutte's Here I Am, Lord. I hope you enjoy it.
stars of night. I will make their darkness bright. Who will bear my light to them? Whom shall I send?
Here I am, Lord. That was the choir and orchestra of St. Lillian. As I said earlier, I really do recommend that you go to YouTube and and watch it because it's beautiful. I'm Julie and you're listening to Your Catholic Corner, brought to you by the parishioners of St. Matthew's in Hillcrest, Hamilton City, Kirikiriroa, God's own Aotearoa, New Zealand, peace be with you. We're on the dial at 89.0 free FM. The 15th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Today's first reading is a reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, said to Amos, O seer, go, flee away to the land of Judah, earn your bread there and prophecy there, but never again prophecy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary, and it is a temple of the kingdom. Then Amos answered Amaziah, I am no prophet nor a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. The Word of the Lord. Let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord. For he proclaims peace. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him. Glory dwelling in our land. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and prepare the way of his steps. 
Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Before the foundation of the world, God chose us in Christ to be holy and blameless before him in love. God destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the the good pleasure of God's will. This is for the praise of his glorious grace that God freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, God has made known to us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to gather up all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of God, who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. The Word of the Lord. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. Jesus said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So the twelve went out, and proclaimed 
that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. Peace be with you. Thank you for spending the last half an hour of your life with me and with God. May you go out and share God's news, knowing that He's with you in pairs, you and Him. God bless. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.